Hello, everyone. You're listening to J Movie Talk, episode 248. And this is a this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, this was not a originally planned episode, but I have a guest with me and she's one of my favorite people in the world. I'm going to say that on recording. Yes, I am. I'm talking about the one, the only Miss Zena Dixon, the real queen of horror herself. How you doing, ma'am? Yay! Hi, I'm doing well. You're one of my favorite people too. Thank you so much. We always have such a good time. Yes, we do. It, it's been a while since you've been over on Movie Talk, so you know, I had to have you come back at some point, right? Yeah, you've been. You guys been doing it over here with your different topics. You've been hitting it with the shows, the movies. So yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I took a, a a few weeks off um, of movie talk since I started the Atlanta podcast back up. So, yeah, I took a little break, but uh, I'm back uh, and everything back to doing the movies. And then, of course, like I say, we we kind of sneaking this episode in, you know, before before April is done. Um, So just like real quick, you know, like how, how have you been? Uh, what's new with you, you know, and everything? I've been doing well. You know, I've been doing really well. Um, so, so much has happened. It's been so long since we recorded uh, last before. But um, so I'm a producer on this upcoming documentary, Ooh. Mental Health and Horror, yes. a documentary. I also help out with their social media. So please be sure to just, you know, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, and on top of that, you know, I've still been going on with, um, you know, RealQueenOfHorror.com and making the videos as well as I'm a co-host for the weekly Bloody Disgusting podcast. Hey, yes, yeah. doing it, doing it big. <laughs> yes, you are. I try. Yes, well, no, no, and in all honesty, like I say, I mean, I tell you this off, you know, when we have our conversation, whether texts or on calls and stuff like that. But I tell you this here, also, like, you really are doing it, and I'm proud of you. And, you know, I support anything possible that I can that you're involved with. So you always. Yes, you are very super supportive. And thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we always have to, you know, when, when, you know, when it's when it's someone that you genuinely like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and, you know, you, you can see like, yeah, they're doing big things and. You know, you want to support it because that's what this is supposed to be about. That's what networking and, you know, making friendships, relationships and stuff like that. That's what this this whole thing is supposed to be. It's not right. supposed to be the other stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this could be a whole. Episode in itself, but what we're here to really talk about. Um, and everything is our top five best and worst horror characters. <laughs> so <laughs> this should be interesting because I mean I have I have a list of uh, with both my top fives for both. Um, it took me a little while to kind of come up more so narrowing it down to my best more so than my worst because my worst, uh, which we're, <laughs> we're going to get into, of course. <laughs> That's that's a little. I think that was a little easier to kind of do for me at least. I don't know about you, but 
for me, the work yeah. was a little easier to do. Than it that. was. It was actually. It was really easy. And it's just like, well, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, we can we can actually kind of start going into I mean, um, I think we should start with the worst first, you yes. know, and save the best for last, <laughs> pun intended, right? <laughs> um, so I, I think we'll, I think it'd be best we alternate. So since you are the guest, um, we can go from five to one okay. like that. So if you want to kick it off with your number five. All right. And this is the best. No, the the worst. Okay, the worst. Yeah, you yeah. just said that. I, I was just so excited. <laughs> okay, so, but I will just first, I agree with you. It was a whole lot easier starting off with the worst one. Um, because with that one, I feel like I have, there's so many, but like for days, you know, and I have some extras just in case if we do like overlap, you okay. know. So my approach to this is I didn't want to give like, go like the traditional route. You know what I mean? Because we do know that they are terrible. So, because, you know, first person who comes to mind, Freddy Krueger, he is terrible, you know, because even before he was all supernatural and, you know, undead, he was still, you know, not so great. Just awful. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, we we, we could have went that route. But right? in some people, and, but here's the funny thing about it. In some people's eyes, they might see him as the best. And see, and which which I seen that too, right? And I do have one that's on here. Well, it's it's a best one where people, it's kind of the opposite. So okay, all right. So the worst. So I'll start with number five. This one is actually a trio of ladies, and it is the sisters Carol, Leslie, and Kitty from One Dark Night from 1982. Okay. Um, so basically, that movie is about this girl in high school. I mean, there's some like supernatural stuff, but just to break it down, there's this girl in high school named Julie, played by Meg Tilly. And she wants to be a part of this club where they these girls call themselves the sisters. And these girls are kind of snobby and they're in high school and stuff. But one of um, the girls who's a part of it, she's like the leader. Her name is Carol. She is the ex-girlfriend of Julie's new boyfriend. And she's jealous. And so she wants to get back at, you know, her ex-boyfriend and Julie. So in order for her to, um, if Julie wants to be a part of their crew, she wants her to spend the night in a mausoleum. And where her friends are going to terrorize the girl. But then on top of that, there's some supernatural stuff that is going on in that film. It's kind of like that phantasm, but it's also kind of like um, the poltergeist. So there's a lot of creepy stuff that's going on in that movie. And those girls are the worst because first off, jealousy is ugly. Okay. You need to get over it. Go find a new boo. Then her two friends, they were followers. You have this one girl. Um, I think her name is Leslie and she's played by E.G. Daly. She does like a lot of voice um, acting. She was also Dottie in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. So she's one of the friends. And then there's a girl named Kitty and Kitty likes to chew on a toothbrush. So what, what? what's up with that? Chew on a toothbrush. Jeez. Yeah. There's a lot that's going on. And point is they were horrible because it was all through jealousy. And Carol knew that she wasn't going to let Julie be a part of the crew anyway. But Julie was kind of stubborn because she wanted to prove to herself and prove to her boyfriend, Steve, that she can do it and prove to the girl. It's like, girl, you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to prove yourself. 
So that's those are the that's number five. Okay. Oh, uh, it, it's it's kind of funny that your number five is is these ladies because <laughs> my number five is actually some ladies as well. Um, yeah. And it's not a trio; it's actually a group of ladies. And I went with all the all of the ladies from the descent. Oh my gosh! <laughs> because <laughs> because they had no business going down in that damn hole in mm-hmm. that cave. And when they got down there, they they caused a lot more problems for themselves than anything than the creatures yeah. even did. And yeah, I mean, if if no one's seen the descent. I recommend checking it out just to see the outrageousness of it all. And I mean, it's one of the movies that even though I like the descent it's one, I can't really watch too much because I get claustrophobic. So seeing them kind of in them tight yeah. spaces, sometimes like, ah, but they, they just calamity ensues with a lot of the ridiculous stuff that they get themselves into down there. And yeah, so that's why I just kind of went with the whole entire group of ladies from the, from mm-hmm. the descent. <laughs> that's a great, that, that's, that's a good point. All right. Oh, so you're number four. Okay. Number four, I'm going to go with Daniel Ladamas from Ready or Not, 2019. Mm. He's terrible. Um, Oh, my gosh. Jay, that's a spoiler. Let me ask a spoiler. Have you seen Ready or Not? Yes, I have. Okay, but don't you think it's a spoiler to the listeners? Uh, I mean, the movie's what the three years old at this point. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you haven't seen it, still you can still check it out. I you mean, can still check it out. I won't say it's just okay. First off, you know the 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 point of it or, or the yeah. synopsis. This girl gets married to this guy, thinking that everything's all good, but this guy's family has a tradition where they have to play a game on their wedding night, <laughs> and uh, it's just something that they have to do. There's dark magic in this. Is kind of like an occult type of stuff, and. Can you imagine if you're about to get married to someone and it's like, no, you know, we can't have a regular honeymoon. We have to play like a, we might have to play a board game with my family at midnight. What? No. Is it Monopoly? Right? (laughs) But no, um, but yeah, that I'm going to just leave it at that and just say Daniel Adamas. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I get exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it's definitely a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, and it's funny, too, because I remember when, when the trailer first came out, I could have swore up and down that that was Margot Robbie and not Samara Weaving. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, it's like, wait a minute, is this like a experiment? I forgot exactly what they called it, but uh, I'm like, wait a minute. I swore that was Margot Robbie that I saw in the trailer. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, who the hell is Samara Weaving? Like, wait a minute, who is that? And everything, but it, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely worth a watch. And I kind of, I kind of want them to make a sequel. Of course, it can't be with that particular family, right? But <laughs> I mean, they could still do a yeah. They could. I mean, it could be like uh, if they wanted to with how Andy McDowell's character got into the family. If they really wanted to, yeah, they could. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I kind of, I kind of cheated once again, um, <laughs> with my number four because this one is multiple characters as well. I couldn't just pick one from this movie. Um, so I had to go with two, and I'm talking about 
uh, the characters of Private Cleves and Knox from the movie Ravages, um, oh. which uh, starred um, Guy Pierce and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Robert Car- Carlyle. Um, I based seen that one. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you, I think you would like it. Um, yeah. It's basically where Guy Pierce's character, because it takes place like back in the 1800s, but he's he's a war hero, and I put quotation marks about that because, I mean, in the very beginning of the movie, it shows you that he was not really a war hero, but he gets sent off to this dysfunctional camp where Jeffrey Jones is is the colonel over this place and it's just like a bunch of rejects at this place and in the midst of why they're there this guy shows up played by robert carlisle and he's saying that he was a part of this uh group and they got stranded they had to go into this cave and this guy uh he kind of freaked out and started cannibalizing people Mm -hmm. and since you haven't seen it, I won't go too far in it, but okay. the two characters that I'm talking about, Private Cleaves is actually played by David Arquette, and I don't understand why he was actually in that movie, because uh, his character brings absolutely nothing to the table in that Gosh. movie. Gosh! <laughs> yeah, you really don't. And okay. he he's just like a, he's just there, really. He mm-hmm. doesn't bring anything to it, but the other character, Knox, he's a drunk, and... <laughs> And even after what happens in the beginning happens, because like I said, I'm trying not to spoil it for you, but later in the movie, it's like, how don't you know that certain things are not right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that you, yeah, you drinking out of this bottle all the time, but still, you should have been a little bit more self-aware of certain things that's going on. But that's kind of why I picked those characters as being the worst, because they, one is just there just to be there, and the other mm-hmm. one is just oblivious to the whole situation until it's too late basically um but yeah you i mean since you haven't seen it yeah you definitely should check it out it's, okay. it's an yeah, interesting I movie just, i just looked it up yeah it's on amazon and it's on apple tv so yeah. i will be sure to check it out which oh side note too i've been having a hard time you know trying to find that movie that you told me that you really love what are you talking about that movie well, no, you don't really love the movie. The movie Andre the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> good. But good I want to watch it. I want to um, laugh. <laughs> uh, have you tried uh, YouTube? Oh, okay. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. It, I'm pretty sure it's probably there. It has to be there. <laughs> Man, sure. if, if it's not there, then yeah, they, they really don't want nobody to see that movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still surprised I even saw it. That's what see. That's what happened when you work at Blockbuster. You 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 come across a lot of like movies. Like what the hell is that doing here? Mm-hmm. And okay, but a question: If I find it and I watch it, can we talk about it? <laughs> that means I would have to watch it again. <laughs> It'll be fun. <sighs> yes. And guess what? It is on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, my third choice. Yes. I'm actually going to go with Griffin from, um, he's uh, from The Invisible Man, the one from 2020. So, okay. Yeah, you know, this one is the um, retelling of H.G. Uh, Wells' classic story and stuff, but they just modernize it and stuff. And Dr. Griffin, he is a super horrible, possessive, 
well, he's an ex-boyfriend who basically fakes his death. Um, um, and then he makes this like this suit that basically turns him into invisible, where he just wants to terrorize his girlfriend, even though he was abusing her, he was super possessive. And it's so weird because it's just like he's a scientist, he's rich, he has a really nice house, you know. Um, and I know that's not a reason. Well, if you have a nice house, you should just be happy. Well, actually, yeah, that's actually how I feel, you know, with that. And it's like, if you don't want to be with her, then don't be with her. Anyway, basically, um, when he, you know, using this suit, like, again, he uh, faked his death. So everyone thinks he's dead, including his ex-girlfriend, Cecilia. And basically, he would sneak into her room, um, basically, like, snatching the sheets off of her. He even murders someone in cold blood right in front of her and mm. in front of every, like, a whole bunch of people. But it looks like it's his uh, ex-girlfriend, Cecilia, that she did it. So it's like he completely tried to, like, ruin her life. And it's like, dude, for what? Why don't you just find somebody else? Like, move on. <laughs> I guess he just couldn't let her go. He couldn't. And that's what I mean. That's what I find exhausting. It's like there's so many people in the world. First off, go get help. That's that's for starters. But like, just leave her alone and let her live her life, please. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I actually haven't seen uh, the that version of it yet. I think that um, you would enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, it. They did a good job, like with they modernized it, and it's just like I'm really looking forward to because I remember when people when they first announced it. Yeah. Um, people were so upset about it because they, you know, that movie's a classic, and I mean, we're still gonna have that. You know, the whole talk about how people feel sometimes with remakes. But, but um, Lee Whannell directed it, and he always does an awesome job. Yeah, I mean, he's dope. Um, yeah. but but the thing is, though, it's like, okay, there's been other Invisible Man movies. I mean, right? Hollow Man. Exactly. You know, he um, he was so close to making my list too. You know, and, and I mean, Kevin Bacon is a damn menace in that movie. He um, is. <laughs> but, I mean, then, of course, there's the the tragedy, which I refer to it as, as Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase. And, ugh, that. So, there, there's been other Invisible Man movies, so I don't understand why people would feel such a way about this new version of the Invisible Man. Right. So, but, yeah, we know how people are. Um... Mm -hmm. My number three um, is actually someone that you might <laughs> you're gonna start laughing when I say who it is. <laughs> I'm going with uh, good old Jake from Evil Dead Two. <laughs> he was the worst. <laughs> he was <laughs> He was, and I mean, you, look, I always refer to him as a damn doofus anyway. But yeah, he okay. He, from the first moment we see him, we're like, okay, he's gonna be a problem. Yeah, you know he's gonna be a problem. <laughs> and when they get to the cabin and everything, even with what he's seeing, he it's like he doesn't believe what he's seeing is actually happening. Right. And then of course the whole crap that happens with Bobby Joe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and she goes running out into the damn night and get got by the tree. Whoa. And <laughs> and he becomes he becomes the real villain for for a few minutes in that movie. He was mad, and 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 boy, did he have a thing out against Ash. <laughs> so, I mean, it was rightfully so when Ash, you know, turned into the demon. Yeah, but when he was regular Ash, it's like, why are you why yeah. are you acting the way you acted? And then, 
Oh, all you care about is these notes. Well, let me throw them down and set them. Yeah, that was so annoying. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, but I mean, but he kind of got what he deserved, really, um, and everything. But yeah, he he's my number three. I, you know, I was almost kind of tempted to put him higher, but I think the people I put higher actually warrants us a little bit more. So. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, because I remember we had a conversation about Jake, um, and that we were just upset with how. He was just so proud to be with Bobby Joe. Well, he wanted everybody to know. And it's like no one was questioning if you guys are together or not. <laughs> you know? I mean, well, yeah. Which, I mean, we always, we said basically like he leveled up with her, but she was kind of slumming it with him. But yeah. I guess. I guess he was the best best thing in that town, I guess. I <laughs> guess. So. I guess so. So it makes you wonder what the other guys in that town looked like if he was the best. Oh my so, god! So yeah, I mean, I put it like this: Bobby Joe wasn't bad to look at, but yeah. it's like, first of all, like, what the hell are you you doing with him? But yeah, I don't. <laughs> maybe because he had that pickup truck, I guess. So. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the guy, um, may he rest in peace. Yeah, and yeah. Hicks. Yeah, yes. he did a great job. Very talented man. Yeah, he was he was good at us not liking him in that movie. So, mm-hmm. so. okay, so uh, on to number two. So my number two, I'm going to actually say Jason Dean from Heather's. Mm. You know, Jason. At first, I was root. Oh, AKA JD. I was rooting for JD. You know, I just thought he was just like an outcast. You know, he was he was cool looking. You know. Him and Veronica, you know, they made a great thing. Um, And he was, like, real cool and stuff with his leather jacket. But clearly he was just manipulative. He was just creepy. And inside he's just a raging psychopath who's just obsessed with fire and murder and death. (laughs) And, um, yeah, he pretty much drags Veronica down this horrible path. You know, and you know, I, I'm I'm a lady, so I don't use this type of uh, or the language, but I won't. I'll clean up the language. She was just really hypnotized by him, you know, and it's just kind of like um, it was sickening because it's like, girl, snap out of it, okay? Don't you see what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe she was hypnotized by him doing his Jack Nicholson impersonation throughout the whole movie, you know? <laughs> so, speaking of, it's Jack Nicholson's birthday today, too, by the way. Oh, it is? I love him. Yeah, he's 85, which is... Oh, I hope he's having a great day. I'm pretty sure he is. So. But yeah, he's <laughs> a, uh, a creepy weirdo, so... <laughs> And yeah, him with that damn uh, leather, that damn trench coat that he wears. Like, yeah, like, like, what are you doing? And it like, looked like it was warm too. So it's like, like ninety degrees outside. You walking around the leather trench coat, like. And it, his relationship with his dad was just weird. Yeah, it was, and, and I was, I'm surprised they didn't go deeper into that. But I guess that scene that we kind of got with them that kind of let us know everything we needed to know. I guess. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so my number two, um, is actually the guy from Alien 3, Andrews, who was basically the one who was running the prison and everything. Mm-hmm. 
He was upset that a woman was was there. Didn't yeah. tell that, that 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 the ship crashed and she almost was she basically was dead almost and everything. But he didn't like the fact that a woman was there because she was gonna just upset the balance, which she kind of did when it came to some of those prisoners because mm-hmm. it was a bunch of men there. But he was just so dead set on not believing anything that she was telling him until it was too late for him when he get got. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah, oops. But it's just up until that point, like even before that, the whole relationship that him and um the Charles Dance character have, the uh, Clemens, the doctor, the way he was with him, and it's like he just bitter for no reason. Like, come yeah. on, dude. Like, like, what's your problem? But exactly. but he was the worst, and I'm kind of glad they killed him off when they did in that movie. Um, but yeah, he, that, that's kind of the reason why he's my number two because he just he's the he's supposed to be the authority, but mm-hmm. he's not thinking rational about anything at all. Right, right. So. And his death, I'm sorry, it was satisfying. So <laughs> yeah, he's he, raving like a lunatic. Get this woman out of here! Ah! Yeah, so. <laughs> Did it to yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man. That's a good one. Um, so oh my and we're at my number at my number one. Do you want me to do a recap before I give my number one? I mean you can. You okay. Like. So at number five, I have the sisters, um, uh, Carol, Leslie, and Kitty from One Dark Night. Then I have Daniel Ladamas from Ready or Not, Griffin from The Invisible Man, the 2020 version. And I had JD from Heathers. And my number one, I have to give this one to Esther from Orphan 2009. I'm so sick and tired of these creepy kids, you know? But she, by far, spoiler, is the worst kid in history and just the worst person. Because the way she was acting, first off, she was cute. I thought that she was like adorable. Like, wow, look at this little girl. But then obviously she started acting creepy and and started acting homicidal. Like, girl, what? And did you know that there is a real thing that is called evil child syndrome? It's true. And Uh, I've I've actually, yeah, I have actually heard of it. Yeah. And she pretty much has it. But obviously she's not really a child. So then we're looking at what's your point? Why are you terrorizing this poor family? You want to know why, Jay? Hmm? It's because she was trying so hard to get in the dad's pants. That's all she wanted. She she went from family to family trying to get laid. It's disgusting and disturbing. Yeah. And it's just like, why don't you stop looking like a kid then? And I don't know. You, I'm sure if you go to a bar, you know, and I know it's like she couldn't help. But come on, when she took her makeup off, she did look older. She looked her age. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that she could have found somebody. She could have found a man at a bar. Or really? in an alley. Ugh. An alley. Ugh, well. So that's why she's, <laughs> she's on the list because she killed all because she wanted to get into some man's pants. Hmm. Huh. That's... Mm, well... You do know that they're actually making a prequel to The Orphan, right? I do, and I'm really excited about it. I cannot wait to watch it. <laughs> and it's funny that the sub uh, the subtitle is First Kill. So it's like, yeah. hmm, this is when she first starts her reign of terror. <laughs> I cannot wait. 
but yeah, I mean, but the premise of that whole movie is kind of like, ugh, like really, this this is this is how we do it. Where she's right? an orphan, quote unquote. But yeah, it's like, ugh. It's it's, it's disgusting, and I'm not gonna lie. I remember when I first saw this movie. I didn't go to theaters sadly to see it, but I loved it. You know, I thought that it had like a nice little twist at the end because I didn't see that coming at all. But like I said, it just kind of just makes me upset that she did all that for a man. And I mean, she tried to kill, like she was killing, she tried to kill kids, you know, like she killed innocent people and she ruined a family. And like, she was literally making the mom um, just look crazy. You know, and it's just, what's the mom of Kate? The, yeah, Vera F- Farmiga. I'm probably saying her last name wrong. But yeah, she plays the mom. And it's just kind of like, especially there's this scene where she grabs, um, Kate grabs uh, Esther's arm or whatever. And then Esther claims that, oh, she broke in. And she's screaming and crying and because she wants to sleep in the room with the dad. Uh-huh. You know, if my husband would tell me like, oh, well, we're going to sleep in here. You, no, you guys go sleep downstairs. I don't know what you think this is. But I'm not getting kicked out of my own room. No. No. I don't know what you think this is, but uh, this ain't going down like this. No, it's not. I'm sorry. But And then again, she did this before. And did you know that this movie, um, in some way, not the, the kills or anything, but it's kind of based off of a true story? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, apparently there was this... Um, this woman who uh, she was adopted and then turns out she wasn't the age that she said, or so they say. And it was like this whole thing, you know? I don't know, but yeah, okay. Mm. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, that makes, I guess that even makes the, the real story even more creepier now. So. Yeah, it's a grown Ugh. woman. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, a recap of my five through two is all of the women from the descent, um, Private Cleves and Knox from Ravages, Jake from Evil Dead 2, Andrews from Alien 3, and my number one is Dr. Sims from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Because this woman, <laughs> she again, another person in authority. Who was not listening to what people were telling. And most importantly, not listening to these kids right. who lives were truly in danger. It, it, it's really a good thing that Gordon and Nancy was there. Yeah. Because if it was just solely about her, all of them would have died. Literally. Because she, she did not want to believe anything. And even when the whole thing about... You know, Freddy Krueger, this dream demon, and it's like, okay, how are these kids having all of the same dream if they're going through psychosis? That, but they're all dreaming about the same person. Clearly, there's something going on. Exactly. You have, you have Nancy who went through this with this with this entity and everything. She's telling you basically what's going on, but oh, it's 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 you know this cockamamie story. I don't believe any of this. Yeah. And then she gets Gordon fired and Nancy kicked out and. It's like if they did not continue on with their mission, all of them would have died. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put her. And, but you know what? I was actually well, she might be an honorable mention, but I was almost tempted to put the uh, 
Dr. Hefner from uh, New Nightmare <laughs> on my top five. Because she was kind of the same way. She so, was. So it, that just irked me. But but yeah, that's why Sims is my number one of the worst. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, do you have any uh, honorable mentions for our worst before we move on to best? Or? Um, yes. Okay. So I... This might sound a little like messed up though. So okay, this is a movie called The Granny from the nineties. Okay. Um, and you know, it is basically this lady, she uses this potion because she wants to like live forever, you know, and she's sick and stuff. And then her family is terrible. So it's not her that, you know, she's like the worst. It's her whole family, minus like two people. Cause they try to like, they've been trying to poison her for years or they tried to poison her and they end up poisoning her and she dies. But then because she takes that poison, that potion, she comes back, you know? So her whole, can you imagine your whole family trying to kill you for your money? <laughs> you know? And then, so this is the one that I feel like this could start a little issue, you know, um, midsummer. Okay. People are always talking about the boyfriend Christian being terrible. And he is terrible. He's a terrible boyfriend. We knew that from the beginning um, before tragedy struck, um, you know, Danny, Danny's family, because uh, she was having a conversation with one of her girlfriends about it. But I'm going to say Danny, to me, is one of the worst characters I've ever come across in horror in a horror movie. Because, and I know like a lot of people would disagree, but I don't care. Because, you know, a lot of people will have created these lists where it's like, oh, good for good for her type of thing, right? Well, have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen Midsummer yet. Okay. Well, I think that that, honestly, I know what people are saying, how, yeah, we should talk about this. This should be a movie that we should talk about. I don't know if I can, um, yeah, this should be a movie that we should talk about. Because I wouldn't want to steer you in a direction. I mean, there are people who really love this movie. And I'm not saying that I hate this movie. I'm just not a big fan of it. Okay. And I'm especially not a big fan of her as a character, but okay. um, she would she would have been like an honorable mention uh, for me just simply because of that, you know. And then I'm actually going to just give one more because I don't want to give like too much, you know. I don't want you to be here all night. That's so, fine. Um, I really don't. Okay, so I'm actually just gonna go with um. You remember the movie Ritual? It was like a Tales from the Crypt movie. A ritual. Uh, I probably have to refresh my memory. The, the title so, sounds familiar, but... Yeah, it's with the doctor who um, comes from America and she goes to Jamaica to live. Mm. Um, and she becomes like a doctor there. It came out like in 2002. Um... Jennifer Grey is in it from Dirty Dancing. Tim Curry's in it. Wait, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, Craig like Schaefer is in it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, okay. Craig is in it. Um, where basically the doctor, uh, Doctor Alice, like she is caring for um, Craig's brother. Okay. You know, uh, because he feels like he's a zombie. You know. Or something like that. And there's like a whole voodoo cult thing going there. I was so, I used to be super obsessed with that movie. I still kind of am. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, so the person who I'm going to, no, I can't tell you. That, that, all right, no. Just know there's somebody who's in this and they are horrible. Is it Craig Schaefer? 
Um, he is he is actually horrible. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh my god, I love this movie so much. Now I'm gonna have to rewatch it. It is so wonderful. Well, that's just, I mean, it's a tale for the Crip. And like I said, you got Jennifer Gray, Craig Schaefer, and Tim Curry's in it. So, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I have to check this out. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> but, but you know, it's funny. I said, I said Craig Schaefer because I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him where he's like a true good Dang. person. <laughs> well, let me see. Because every single time I think about it, he was in. No, he was good in Nightbreed. Well,. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but I mean, but when you think about that movie, do you really think about him, or do you think about all the other characters? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Oh I say my that. god! I cannot wait. When we when we're done, I cannot wait to rewatch Ritual. <laughs> so, um, uh, do you have any more, or just going with the two? Um, I'm just I'm just gonna go with, go with those two. I'll leave it at that. What about okay. you? Uh well, I said Doctor Hefner from uh, New Nightmare. Uh, I already gave my reason for that. But the other one, and I, I, I didn't want to put this person on the list because I mean they are the ultimate worst. And I'm talking about the mayor from Jaws and Jaws too. <laughs> so I, I didn't go with him. Wait, <laughs> so, wait, who? The mayor. The mayor from Jaws. Oh, okay. I thought you said Jones and Jones. I was like, what movie is that? Yeah, he was the worst. And, and the fact that he was okay, he's the mayor in the first one. Why is he still the mayor in the second one? I don't know. <laughs> but some way, somehow he is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he was the absolute worst. Yeah, we're gonna we got to keep these beaches open for those uh, you know summer dollars and all. It's like what? Oh, it don't matter that there's a shark out there eating people. He doesn't <laughs> care. But, no, he doesn't care. But. Ah, but uh, but he was too good um in that role. Um, unfortunately, he um in the second movie, and you can kind of once you know this, you can kind of tell it in his performance where he's not he's kind of phoning it in a little bit because during the making of the second movie, um, his wife was real sick, um, and I think she she passed away either during the production of the movie or like right after or something like that. So you can kind of tell like he's he's there, but it's like. I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. Um, and everything. But like I say, once you know that and you watch him in the second movie, yeah, his character is not the same at all. Um, from his menacing ways of the first movie. Yeah. But but yeah, the he he's the worst. And everything like I say, he's the ultimate worst. So um, right. yeah, those those are my two. Uh all right. So moving on to our best. Um yes. and everything. So of course, once again. Let you go first. Start with number five. Who you got? Okay. So number five, I have Linda from Annabelle Creation. Okay. Uh, this one's directed by Adam F. Sandberg, and I absolutely love him. Love his work so much. This little girl's on the list because she didn't do anything dumb, in my opinion. You know, clearly they're in this like orphanage for these uh, for these for these kids for these little girls, and the house is clearly haunted. She has one of her friends who just keeps on going in this little, like this girl, this little girl died and she keeps on going in this girl's room, you know, at night when everybody is sleeping. Like Janice, why? You know? And so, but, you know, not Linda. And Linda's played by Lulu, Lulu Wilson. You've probably seen, well, I'm pretty sure you've seen a couple of things. She was also in Ouija, Origin of um, Evil. That's like the sequel. She was in Becky. And this was like my first time ever seeing Kevin James play like a bad guy. 
you know. Um, she was in Deliver Us from Evil. Oh, and of course, she's in um, The Haunting of Hill House. So she's she's in a lot of stuff. Anyway, point is, um, I just love the way that she reacted to certain things. You know, she tried to help her friend, but when her friend was, you know, like I said, sneaking off, doing some weird stuff, she was in bed sleeping. When creepy stuff would happen at night, like she wouldn't go exploring. She stayed right there in her bed or she went to the other girl's room. Like, it was cool. Like, she knew what to do. So, that's why she's on the list. And she did care about her friend. She did try to help her friend. She really did. Hmm. Well, she you always want a friend like the that. Whole house. What's that? No, so you always want a friend like that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. You know, it, it's funny because I've never actually watched any of the Annabelle movies. Oh, my God, Jay. <laughs> I know I keep saying like this, but we should do... Uh, to, like, I think because there's a lot to talk about. There's three of them, you know. Oh, I, look, I, I definitely do. I, I don't know. For some reason, I kind of steer clear of those type of movies. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Well, especially with the fact that they're somewhat based on real events, you know, real situations. So Yeah, you know that she's here in Florida, too, right? I, I, I know. We should take a road trip. Uh, you know, you know, taking road trips in Florida is not always good, you know. Oh, you know, uh, case in point, Jeepers Creepers, yeah, yeah, so yeah, or 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 Andre the Butcher, so you never know, (laughs) you never know. All right, um, my my number five. Um, I was trying. I was trying real hard to stay clear of any of the really really big like movies, but unfortunately, I couldn't. Um, my number five is actually Father Damien Karras from The Exorcist. Nice, but he, yeah, you know, that's he was great. And I don't know. I mean, as a kid. When I used to watch The Exorcist, it's funny saying that as a kid, when I used to watch The Exorcist <laughs> and everything, right? Because what the hell's a kid doing watching The Exorcist by himself? But okay. I did. Um, I never really paid too much attention to his character like that. But as an adult and watching, his, like, I mean, of course, people always talk about Father, Father, um, Father Marin and everything, you know, Max von Sydow and everything, which he's great in the movie. But mm-hmm. for me, Damien is the one that you really go on this roller coaster with, as far as aside from Reagan. But he's the one that you really, because you know the whole thing about his mom being sick and then she dies, and him kind of wavering about his faith and everything. And then mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end of the movie, like he he commits the ultimate sacrifice, where he you know. You know, tells the demon, come into me. You know, mm-hmm. take me, not yeah. her. Leave her alone. Come into me. And of course, when he takes that plunge out the window down them damn steps, I say that. Like I say, it's just the fact of like everything, the, the emotion that he put into that character. And like I say, he's like one of the ultimate good guys. And yeah. of course, what happens with his, because for anyone who hasn't seen it, he comes back in Exorcist 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's some weird well thanks to the Gemini killer played by Brad Dourif um, and everything but just with the first movie he's just like I say it's just one of those 
performances for me and just like I say that character and everything that he goes through. I can for some reason I can relate to that character a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just something about that character I really relate to. So that's why he's my number five. That's that's a good one. Okay. Um okay, so this one is she's not really a good person, but I have a, a something to say about her. Mary Shaw from Dead mm. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> She's a best? Okay. Yes, because you know what? She really cared about her job. She cared about her job and she did care about the kids. Yes. Not the disrespectful ones. And it's just like, this is why you need to mind your business and not be disrespectful. (laughs) Like, if that kid wasn't, you know, you remember, hence screaming, I can see your mouth moving. Your mouth is moving when she was doing her show. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you should have. You should have zipped it. So, you know, I, I I enjoy a woman who is very um not even just just a woman, but just people who are very dedicated to their jobs, and she seemed like she was dedicated to the youth, and she loved her puppets because they were her children. She couldn't have children of her own, and I just thought, you know what? She decided to make her own children. It's very admirable. So, yeah. there you go. Sure, she killed people and kids included. <laughs> but this is why you should mind your business. Well, I mean, Donnie Wahlberg kind of got what he deserved with that damn electric razor he always had. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember seeing that in the movie theater too. And, and this lady actually scared the hell out of me in that movie because I didn't know she was sitting like in the row behind me. Mm-hmm. And it was a certain point that she screamed. I was like, what the hell? What are you doing here? Oh. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. I mean, I I, yeah. I mean, that, like I said, that's happened a few times. That happened for that movie, and it also happened for the uh, the original remake of uh, Black Christmas. Also, with some random person was there, and I'm like, wait a minute, where'd you come from? Yeah, uh, type of situation. But no, but I can I can see that uh, with Mary Shaw because she wasn't a bad person in life. It's just she kind of was driven to that, you know, and you know what she did in death and everything right. so so yeah okay all right all right i can see that <laughs> um my number four is someone that you probably like also uh and i'm talking about the character of carla from i still know what you did yes, last played by brandy yes so i mean the reason why i picked her is because i mean this movie does an interesting job of masquerading that you have two final girls and one is actually a black final girl which you didn't get a lot of that um and everything and i mean she was you know uh she was the best friend and you're thinking you know in a movie like that all the best friends gonna get killed but and they even tease us with that one moment where we think that she's gonna die but she doesn't Mm -hmm. but i thought brandy did a really good job in the movie And and it kind of sucks that she didn't kind of continue on like showing up in movies because I thought she yeah. was really good at it. Um, I thought her and Jennifer Love Hewitt had a, you know, they, I thought they had good chemistry as playing friends mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, But just the character overall, you know, she was just, okay, we going on this trip, we going to have fun and then when, you know, everything starts to turn bad, you know, she actually kind of steps up right alongside, you know, her friend, like, yo, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, what we got to do, how we got to get out of this. Unfortunately, yeah. her boyfriend gets killed, you know, Makai Pfeiffer, you know, we got to get yeah. taken out, but 
still, I thought she was dope, and yeah, she, I, I think that's why she's the best because you know she really, you know, put herself out there on the line, also. So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I agree with you. I wish that she would have, uh, Brandy would have did more movies like around that time, like. She was really good in that one, and I liked her character because I'm not gonna lie. If I had a friend that I knew that she'd been a part of like some type of massacre type of thing, and they never found the, yeah, um, I don't know if we could be cool like that. We could be cool like on (laughs) social media, like I'll I'll like your post and comment, but I can't hang out with you like that, like you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's the same thing, even with with you know Sydney Prescott. No. So I <laughs> know, yeah, yeah. Well, we saw what happened to Elise Neal in, in that's what in I Scream mean. too. So, so no, but okay, that's a good one. Um, so I'm gonna go more modern. Oh, this movie just came out this year, and I'm gonna go with Molly from the movie Fresh, um, played by Jonica T. Gibbs, and she's just such a great actress. This is my first time actually seeing her in a role like this. Okay. So the reason why she's kind of similar to, um, well, basically her friend goes on a date with this guy, right? Or she starts dating this guy and everything seems cool, but she, her friend didn't really show a picture of him or anything like that. And, you know, her friend used to have like a hard time like dating and I'm sorry. Yeah. Her friend used to just have like a hard time like dating. And so she finally meets this guy and he just seems too good to be true. But her friend seems happy. So they're going to go basically on a weekend trip somewhere and she tells her friend about it. And uh, basically when the friend wakes up though, or when the main girl, Noah, when she wakes up, uh, think, oh, okay, I'm going to go into detail with that. Just things aren't what they seemed, you know? And basically her friend Molly is the only one who's concerned about the disappearance of her friend. So then she starts investigating it, you know, because it's like, she went to go have drinks um, with him on their first kind of date. And so then she she goes back to the bar and one of her friends work at the bar. So even though her friend's not supposed to do this, he gives her the information. And so she starts searching online. Then she actually finds his name and finds that he's actually married and he has kids. You know, um, basically, she, she's, she goes to the guy's house to let the wife know, like, hey, your husband's having an affair. Point is... She defended her friend because, you know, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have done all that, but it's like, okay, if I didn't hear from her anymore, because, you know, think about it. Say if you're trying to call your friend and every single time you call them or or text them, they don't respond or they give you something short. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, whatever, because this has happened to me before. Like I used to always be before I was married, the single friend, you know? Mm. So whenever certain friends would get a boyfriend, I knew that I was or a girlfriend. I knew I was never going to hear from them again. Until they break up, mm. you know, so um, that's probably what I would have just assumed. But point is, you know, Molly went in for her friend and, you know, it makes a lot of sense because that, that's weird. Like what happened to her? She missed work. She didn't come back when she was supposed to. And again, it's like no one was concerned. Mm. And there was this thing where people were saying how they didn't like the character Molly because Molly's um, she's a black woman. They didn't mm. like the character Molly and that they just used her as a side character. And her only purpose was just to find her friend. Yeah, because that's weird. You don't think that's weird? Like your friend goes on a date, then you don't hear from her anymore. Yeah. Like, that, so I don't think that has anything to do with her being a, um, a black woman. Like mm. it's like she basically saved ends up saving her friend spoiler so um 
there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. Highly recommend this movie if you haven't seen it. As for right now, it is streaming on Hulu. Uh, I might actually watch this over the weekend. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. So. It surprised me. It, it was I, I really enjoyed it. Okay, Miss Jojo T. Gibbs. All right. Hmm. Okay. She's and then also she's in um this show um on BET called uh the twenties. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, at first I didn't recognize her because she looks different, you know, in this film. You know, she's a real tomboy, you know what I mean? But in this one, she they have her dressing like feminine, more feminine and stuff like that. And she just she looks great. I recognized her because of her voice. So she's awesome in twenties in too, that show. Oh yeah, I I see the difference. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. That's what I mean. So it's just like hmm. that's how it should be. Like when you when you are obviously an, an actor, I would think that you can transform and she truly does. Hmm. Okay. All right, but yeah, I'll definitely check out Fresh because that's that sounds interesting. And, and, it is. And I, I don't I recommend not watching any trailers, anything like. Just go watch. I mean, it's it's not too bad, but just watch it. You know. Okay. I mean, because it kind of fits in with that whole thing of you know having a friend like like that. You know, yeah. everybody should have a, a friend that will you know go all out for you. Exactly. Pretty. All right. Um. Let's see. My number three is actually from the movie Virus. With Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the character, okay. the character of Richie. Nice. And the reason why I'm picking him, uh, for one, uh, synopsis of the movie is that this salvage crew they come across this Russian ship that's deserted, and they find out that, uh, yeah, this this kind of space uh, <laughs> technology and whatnot has come from space taking over this Russian ship and oh it turns people into humanoid robots basically um and everything and yeah that's what happened to the this ship and while they're on there you know some of their crew members start getting taken and taken over and stuff like that but uh the character of Richie who might have just been the smartest person a part of this crew unfortunately uh he sacrifices himself which like why well, I think we know why. Because Richie is a black man, and he got to sacrifice himself, of course. But he, like I said, he was the smartest one of them all because that doggone thing that he made, it was like, wait a minute. Why are you a part of this salvage crew when you can do stuff like that? Like, like, did you have some, like, arrests or something like this and you couldn't be hired anywhere because you were too smart to be a part of this group, honestly. Yeah. But but yeah, he 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 was my he's my best as far as that where like he didn't get caught up in like a lot of the nonsense and everything and even when stuff started going crazy, you know, he was trying to figure out okay, what can I do to actually stop this thing? And it's crazy. What they used to stop everything is with what he came up with, but you know, uh that's that's kind of how it goes with certain movies um and everything, but yeah, Virus, I remember seeing that at the movie theater and I was impressed with his character because like they always say, representation do matter in a lot of these movies um, and everything. But 
but yeah, if, if you haven't seen Virus, I do recommend checking it out, uh, even though it does kind of get a little hokey at certain points, but it's still worth a watch. Okay. I do. I like that movie a lot. Um, so my number two. Wow, look at us. <laughs> I'm going to say Austin Tilden uh, from The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And basically, the corpse of this unidentified woman, uh, she's found at a scene. It, they just take it as, as like some type of homicide. So the sheriff, he basically um, takes the body. Well, they take the body and they drop the body off at this uh, in this small town at this coroner's office that's owned by this father and son. But the son helps out his dad. So the father's name is Tommy and then the son's name is Austin. And uh, great cast, by the way. <laughs> so um, basically some weird stuff starts to happen, uh, you know, to the body. He has to, the coroner, you know, the job is to tell, you know, how did she die? What caused her, you know, to die, but the cause of death. And he said he'll let them know by the morning. So Austin was supposed to go on a date with his girlfriend who's visiting, but then he decides to postpone it so he can help out his dad. You know, isn't that such a nice son? And so he stays back to help his dad perform the autopsy. And then they're just getting confused as the night goes on. The body doesn't have any, like, on the outside, like, externally, there's no visible signs of trauma. But her wrists and her ankles, like, the, the bones are shattered. Her tongue is cut out. Her molars are missing. Her lungs are blackened. You know, like, she suffers from third-degree burns, but there's no burns on the outside. And her internal organs have so much, like, cuts and scarring on them. You know, so just a lot of stuff going on. And even when they look at her eyes, her eyes are cloudy as if she was she's been dead for days. There's some weird stuff that goes on, some supernatural stuff where it's like I would have ran out of there screaming, you know. Um, but yeah, basically, the reason why obviously Austin is on this list is because he decided to like, you know, push his date back. You know, even though he's he haven't seen his girlfriend in a bit, they were supposed to go on a date. He wanted to be a good son and help out his dad. And imagine if his dad was going through all that stuff by himself. You know, so. Yeah, I don't think uh, Brian Cox would have been able to handle it by no. himself. <laughs> Movie really freaks me out. Okay. I mean, it, from from your description of it, it does sound very interesting. And it's it's seriously it amazing. All right. Um, my number two, unfortunately, I had to kind of go back to one of the big ones, which I didn't want to, but I'm going with the character of Alice from A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, Dream Master. And I don't know if we had this conversation talking about why I like Alice so much anyway, but the reason why is even though, like, this movie does a really good job of basically talking about, you know, especially teenagers and being like kind of I'm trying to think the best word to say it, basically how they view themselves mm-hmm. and and everything. And the character of Alice, where we first meet her, like how she's this kind of, you know, kind of meek, timid type of girl yeah. and everything, you know. I think she's only friends with the group of friends she's with is mainly because of her brother more so than yeah. just her by herself. 
And when everything kind of starts going crazy and the fact that um, Kristen brings her into her dream and mm-hmm. she initially gets her power, it's like, oh, well, basically whenever her friends start to die, which is kind of is weird. But when her friends start to die, she begins to absorb like the best of their personalities. Yeah. And she has this mirror on her wall. That's mm-hmm. filled with pictures because she hates how she looks. But as the movie kind of progresses along, you notice that she starts peeling off those pictures. And one of my favorite scenes of that movie is when she finally, like, when she becomes the badass Alice. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's doing the whole thing with the nunchucks and everything mm-hmm. in front of this mirror. And it's like she's become who she needs to be to go face Freddy. Yes. And it's just the evolution of that character in that movie, I think speaks a lot for young women in general, but also for young people in general. It's like, you know, be comfortable in the skin that you're in. Unfortunately, with the way the movie kind of goes about, it's like, yeah, you got to take parts from other people to be comfortable, but still, just be comfortable with who you are and just kind of be the best version of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I do like how the movie does kind of sneaks that little message in there regarding yeah. the Alice character. And I mean she's dope. And like I say, once that once she I mean she kicked the hell out of Freddie. She she beat his ass <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Right. And which he deserved it, of course. Yeah. But um but yeah, I, I, like I said, I just the character of Alice is dope to me and that's why she's my number two. I love that. And I love that you mentioned her. And I'm right there with you. One of my favorite scenes is um that same one when she first starts with the nunchucks. And the soundtrack for that whole movie just slaps so hard. It is just so great. Mm-hmm. So that's a good pick. Okay. So we made it to my number one. And before I give my number one choice, I was going to give my previous ones as a recap uh, for my best characters in horror. So I have as, at number five, Linda from Annabelle Creation. Number four, Mary Shaw from Dead Silence. Number three, Molly from Fresh. Number two, Austin Tilden from The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And my number one, I have to give it to my main man, Roger from Night of the Demons. He is (laughs) literally the best character in horror. Like, I relate to him so much because I remember when I, this was probably one of the first horror movies I've ever watched as a kid. And it stuck with, I mean, it scared me, it stuck with me, but Roger was just relatable. Because, you know, sometimes when you, I didn't, it didn't really click the first time I watched it, but, you know, we watch a lot of horror movies, both of us, you know, yes. and show up with the listeners. But you always just see people doing stuff that's just stupid, you know? But it's kind of like Roger basically is a kid in high school. He goes to this party at a, an abandoned funeral home with some of his friends. We've all done some stuff that was dumb, you know, in high school. And I told you about this. i done some stupid stuff in high school, one being with a Ouija board, Okay. Sometimes it could be peer pressure. I get it. You know, I, I wasn't peer pressured into drinking. I was peer pressured into playing <laughs> with a Ouija board. <laughs> but not even because I did that on my own, you know. So uh, fast forward. He goes to his party just to have fun. You know, you can tell that these these kids live in a small town and they wanted to do something different. And basically these demons literally come out and just try to murder them all or possess them all one by one, you know, before um, uh, the the sun comes up and stuff. So uh, Roger reacts every single way that I possibly would. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about if I would ever be at a funeral home, you know, um, but we'll let that slide. When he was ready to go, he was ready to go, but it was too late, you know, <laughs> but the top part where it's just like, you know what? I am Roger and Roger is me is when these demons were closing in on him and this girl. Um, what was her name? It's, I always think her name is Alice, but it's not Alice. Yeah, yeah. We'll, call, we'll call her Alice. Judy. Thank Judy. you. Okay, because I was trying to think. Judy. Okay. Judy. Judy's the main character, you know, and um, they're coming in with, you know, these demons are coming after him and coming after Judy. You know, Judy's just sitting there like, ah, what are we going to do? And he's like, you know what? They're not going to get me. And he throws himself through a window. I would do that. I never understood why people, they, they, they didn't do that. Then even before that, he didn't want to play those spooky games. And, you know, he tried to leave. He tried to do a lot of stuff, you know. And then also that whole speech about his dad being a preacher. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I I I just want to clap for him. But yeah, Roger, Roger is my main man. All right. Yes. I look. I you know, and you know what is funny? Like a lot of times on social media, anytime like something get brought up like a best horror character or anything like that, he is definitely one that always gets mentioned. So yeah, I can definitely see that. Um. For me, um, recapping my five through two, um, Damien Karras from The Exorcist, Carla from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, Richie from Virus, Alice from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, Dream Master, and my number one is Joel from Scream 2. Yes! (laughs) So... Just like what you said about um, you identify with Richie, you know, and everything like that. I identify with Joel because mm-hmm. he he literally was the smartest person in that movie. Because mm-hmm. for one, he's Gail Weathers' cameraman. He's reading her book, and he see he he reads about what happened to her first cameraman from the first movie, Kenny, and he got killed. And he's like, "Wait a minute, that ain't gonna be me," yeah. you know, type of stuff. And after Randy gets killed, he's like, you know what? I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> he leaves. Good for him. Yeah, right? He's like, look, I'm not sticking around here because I'm not going out like this. So I'm going to leave, and then I will come back after everything is over. If you're alive, you're alive. If you're dead, I'm sorry. And yeah. he does. He literally comes back after the killers have been revealed and have been killed and, you know, everyone's kind of, the police is all around. Joel comes back. And like I say, that would have been me. I wouldn't have stuck around there. Like, what? No. Exactly. So, And question, have you yeah. seen the new screen yet? I have. I've watched it twice. Okay. Yeah. So, isn't it cool that him and Martha got together? <sighs> that is... That is funny, but I kind of wish he would have been in the movie. Me too. I, I don't know why they couldn't have gotten away. It's not like he's overtly busy. Now, you know, not saying like he ain't doing nothing because, I mean, he does the whole uh, real house husband with Kevin Hart and all of them. But mm-hmm. I'm like, his, his, his schedule couldn't have been that busy where they couldn't have had him show up in the movie. But yeah, it, yeah, it is, it is kind of interesting that Joel gets with you know Randy's sister 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see him in the sixth one. Like that would be great. It would be. And well, you know what? I guess that's kind of why Mindy. I guess Mindy got the best of you know that Meeks personality mixed with his personality because yeah, everyone loves her in that movie. Yeah, you know they they love that character. So yeah, she she was dope in it. Um. And everything, but yeah, that's why I, I picked Joel as my my number one. Um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, any uh, honorable mentions before we wrap everything up? Uh, you, know, you know what? I <laughs> I do have someone that we was just like I was thinking about adding her, but I didn't want to seem like I'm a bully. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, and this is also a spoiler, but at this point, if you haven't seen this movie because it came out in 1998, I'm going to go with uh, Brenda from Urban Legend. Mm. Okay. Because you know what? I, I don't think it was right that she was going around killing people. But I did not mind that she was terrorizing Natalie. Because Natalie, to me, she was the worst final girl, one of the worst final girls. <laughs> she was so annoying and naggy. You know? Yeah. So annoying and naggy. Like she complained about everything all the time. And even before stuff happened to her, it's like she just had this like victim mentality, you know? I don't know. And then just the other thing I'm gonna go with too. This is another one, it's, it's another slasher. And it's from the early 2000s. And it's like, at this point, if you haven't seen this movie, you know, that's on you. Um, I'm going to say that Adam Carr, a.k.a. Jeremy from Valentine, is a good, is one of the best characters. Because I don't think it's right that he, you know, spoiler, like I said, murdered all these girls, like all her friends. But he really did want to get revenge, you know, on this one girl, Dorothy. And Dorothy was terrible. She got him sent away. So, I mean, he he pinned everything on her. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> just just those two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, um, well, I'll do two as well. So, the first one I mentioned is the character of Marty from The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Because, again... The smartest one in the room realizing, hey, everything here is not right. Like, something's not right here. Like, am I the only one seeing this? <laughs> Which he literally was, because he was high. Um, and that is it's funny, that actually <laughs> saved him a lot because of yeah. the fact that he was smoking weed. But he was he was paying attention to the signs of everything changing and like, okay, yeah, wait a minute. You're not a jo- you're a jock, but you're not a meathead jock. But now you're starting to act like this dude, bro. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> you know that whole type of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, and he survives into the to the end, um, at least. Um, and then another character I go with, um, I go with uh, Ray Wise's character from Jeepers Creepers too, the father, mm. because hey. Even though I try, I try to avoid talking about Jeepers Creepers because yeah. of reasons. Yeah. But, Same. but still, I mean that character because of the fact that his youngest son gets 
taken by the you know the creeper mm-hmm. and everything, and he just kind of gets hell bent on like revenge, and he gets the opportunity to go after this thing. And I mean, he couldn't save his son, but he did end up saving a bunch of kids, you know, who was being terrorized by this thing. So, yeah. you know, and because I don't know if I told you or not, but I had an idea like it would have been cool if instead of them focusing so much on the kids on the bus, you know, it's funny I'm saying that the kids on the bus, but anyway, um, <laughs> instead of focusing on this so much, like what if the movie would have been more about the father, his oldest son, and the dog in the pickup truck, and yeah. they're kind of they're kind of like coming across a lot of the wreckage that the creeper was leaving. Yeah, and, you know, it just it's more of them hunting him mm-hmm. type of thing. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought about it like that. And then you, know, you can still have that finale the way it kind of go down, but I think they spent too much time with them kids on the bus. But anyway, that's enough talk about that movie because of reasons um, and everything. But yeah, I, I just, I like that character from the sense of like he was a father and, you know, and he felt a certain type of way. He felt like he had to do something, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, he had that big behind um, <laughs> spear gun, which like geez, yeah, he thing. was ready. Yeah, that thing was out. It didn't. I mean, hell, twenty what twenty seven years later, um, he's he's an old old man. He's sitting there still ready. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's still just hey, I'm waiting uh, about a day or two. You know, like what? Yeah, right. he was waiting for him. Yeah. So th- those are those are my two honorable mentions. Nice. Yeah, so um, yeah, those are our top five best and worst horror characters. Um, I love our list. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, I like the fact that we didn't have any that overlap. They were they were different lists. I like that. Me too. So uh, of course, Zena, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Always a good time. Um, is there? Anything that you would like to promote, plug, uh, the floor is yours. Um, well, if you guys want, feel free to, you know, follow me on social media. I'm always on Twitter, lovely Zena. You can also follow me on YouTube, um, Instagram and Facebook. It's just Real Queen of Horror. You just type that in. And, um, yeah, just thank you again, Jay. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely gonna have to have you back on sometime before the year is out. Um, cause I got, I got a movie in mind that we we could do. I'm not gonna tell you exactly just yet, but I, I think it's something that, that yeah, that we should definitely talk about. So okay, yeah. Um, there was one last. Oh, yes. I, I, I meant I've been I actually I was thought about kind of say it to you on Twitter, but I was like, no, nah, I'd rather say it to you while I'm actually talking to you. Mm-hmm. I have one question. Why aren't you verified yet on uh, Twitter? <laughs> Everyone asks me that. Um, you know, it's just sometimes you get the you get attention, uh, and I don't know if I want that kind of attention, you know. Um just being honest with you. But I don't know. I might do it because people, you know, a lot of people ask me about it. I know there could be some benefits to it. So maybe. Yes. 2022. Uh, let's get Xena verified on Twitter. On Twitter. On the <laughs> Twitters. Yes, definitely. 
Because I, I feel like you should be verified. Yes. I appreciate Jay. Yeah, one day you should get your you should get verified too. Get your verification. Yeah, no, you know what? Um, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. No, 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 no. But um, yeah, enough about me. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, it's always a pleasure having you on. Um, like I say, it's always fun to talk with you, talk movies, whatever, um, stuff like that. Um. As far as for me, of course, I'm on the Twitter of also. Um, either my personal page, the J Giles, or the movie page, J Movie Talk. Also on Instagram, JMT Podcast. Um, and everything. Uh just got back into doing the movies for the podcast. Uh the newest movie episode will be up on Monday, actually, where me and Jeff we talked about the 1987 movie Street Smart, which starred uh Christopher Reeves and Morgan Freeman. Uh, where Morgan Freeman plays a pimp in that movie. Um, so yeah, that's that. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, and of course, you can find all of the movie talk episodes a part of the TV Zone Podcast Network. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, at just type in TV Zone Podcast Network. Um, and it will come up, and you can listen to all movie talk and all the other shows that are part of the network as well. As well, but to make everything really easy. You can just go to the website, www.tvzonepodcastnetwork.com. You find everything. Everything is categorized, so it makes it a lot easier to listen to stuff in the order that the shows, you know, just kind of sequence if you want to listen to the shows like that and everything like that. So uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Zena, any last words? Just thank you again. You know, thank you again, and thank you to the listeners, uh, of course, for tuning in. Um I think that this could be a whole series for us, though, <laughs> because there's so many characters. But uh, we we should probably do like a different spin. Maybe obviously not the best or worst, but I don't know the dirtiest or the. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, if we did the dirtiest. I mean, pretty much all the characters from Rob Zombie movies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, right? So, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, well, hey, we we could always we could always figure up something we could so True. yeah we could we, i mean the meeting of the minds we could always brainstorm something yeah. uh who knows uh but until next time i will catch you guys later and peace mm-hmm.